Hi, I'm Steve, and welcome to the podcast today, Stuff with Steve. And I'm sitting across the table from Kalia. How are you today? I'm good, Steve. How are you? I'm wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah, and we got John Green in the corner on the sound and Mason over here on the camera. Yep. And they're smiling away. Our star video production team. Yes, <laughs> yes, they are, such as that. So, Kalia, what are we going to talk about today? Man, we're actually going to be talking about kind of a somber topic today. We're going to be talking about suicide and what Christians believe about suicide and how to respond to people who are kind of grappling with the hard questions that it brings up. Wow. Yeah, that that yeah. that is a difficult topic, right? And not one that we frequently talk about. No, not at all. Yeah, why do you think it is that maybe we don't talk about it much? Kind of avoid or skirt it. I mean, I think that it's I think it it's a hurtful topic for a lot of people. I mean, a lot of us know someone who's either struggling with mental illness or know someone who knows someone who's committed suicide. And so I think it hits home for a lot mm -hmm. of people. And a lot of the times we don't know how to comfort those people. Right. I think yeah. you're absolutely right. And there's mm -hmm. maybe a stigmatism, right, to talking about mental health things, which I think yeah. is unfortunate today. And Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It feels like from my age perspective that people have gotten a little bit over the hump of, um, hey, we can talk about certain kind of mental health things, whether it's depression or suicide or mm -hmm. something similar. Yeah. Right. Right. Mental health is a very touchy topic especially in some spiritual communities where it's not viewed as a medical issue and mm -hmm. there's not always the most sensitivity when we talk about those things so yeah good good point yeah so um in thinking about different denominations of churches often through church history maybe have had different viewpoints about suicide, suicide. Yeah. yeah so what have you learned about it recently yeah so i've learned recently that the whole suicide in some way forfeits your your salvation is actually rooted in catholicism they wouldn't do burials in the catholic church for people who committed suicide um and that it's treated as such and biblically it is it's treated as a murder even though you're doing it to yourself mm -hmm. obviously scripture is clear about us being made in the image of god imago day and that needing to be respected but doesn't necessarily mean that your salvation is forfeited if it happens but some denominations believe that so it's interesting yeah, yeah i was telling you telling you before that in some of the movies I've watched, people go, oh, I, I didn't commit suicide, at least in the movie, mm -hmm. because I'm Catholic. Right. Yeah, they, they're... It's interesting. They're yeah. so afraid that they, anyway, didn't... Yeah, didn't least, even least go in, there. In the movie. Right. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. a different, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Catholicisms divide sins up into venal sins and um, mm, mortal. mortal sins, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about it today, and I thought, well, maybe a good way to think of that in understanding Catholicism is that... There's uh, misdemeanors and felonies. You don't want to commit oh, a felony. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> a misdemeanor. <laughs> yeah, I might get a uh, you know fine and uh, you know don't do that again. Right. But a felony. Oh, you know you're gonna yeah. forfeit something. Yeah, you're, you're gonna pay you're, for that. Yeah, you're gonna pay for that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So I think the the mortal <laughs> say I get it mixed up all the time right. mortal is the oh you deliberately did something that was so egregious that yeah. we're kicking you out of the swimming pool mm -hmm. you know you're out of the family so to speak. right yeah and then the venial are the like white lies of sin right mm -hmm. yeah so there's people often go to those categories but seems like to me sin is sin sin is sin whether if right. you deliberately knowingly 
do it. Do it, right? Yeah, or you unknowingly do it. It's still sin. It's still sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that Catholic, and then I was reading that Augustine, that was an issue in his era some 1500 years ago that certain mm-hmm. people, oh, if I kill myself, I get to go to heaven sooner. Oh, okay. interesting. That's just a thought that I. Yeah. And that, like, I just want to go be with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, hey, no, 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 don't do that. Or else, and kind of swung mm. the pendulum so far over that. Oh, okay. To, to there's going to be eternal consequences for that decision. Yeah, kind of a mm. kind of a detriment. An hey. overcorrection. An over way overcorrection. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. In some form or fashion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So I think, but I don't think Protestant. So I grew up Methodist, the Protestant church, but I don't remember any discussion about. That wasn't part of Protestant tradition at, at all. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, what did you think of suicide when you were coming up? Well, I don't remember anyone when I was growing up that I was aware of or knew that committed suicide. Maybe if I put more thought into, it, I could think of somebody. But hmm. I, I think it's become more prevalent yeah. in my lifetime. Yeah. And maybe it's just because I'm older and more life of I've lived mm-hmm. that I've seen. You know, I know of people who have committed suicide. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, it's very um, uh, traumatizing it to, to family members and, and friends to have that experience in your background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, I mean, suicide rates have increased, right, mm-hmm. over the last 50 years. So we're seeing it more as young people. I know of a lot of people who've actually taken their own lives or know of people who know people who've taken their mm-hmm. own lives. So I think, I mean, we're obviously dealing with a mental health crisis like we've never have before. Mm-hmm. So what are, in your opinion, uh, for your age group, um, what, what are the responses to people who have depression or suicidal thoughts? Um. Well, I want to say that the response now is probably better than it was when you were coming up because of the stigmatization. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of destigmatization that's happening in conversations because we want people to get help. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of the times people are referred to therapy or to talk to someone that they're close to and trust. There's a suicide, mm-hmm. national suicide hotline that you can call if you're in a crisis. Um, and I think. I want to say that sometimes the world's response to those things might be better than the church's response and not wanting to deal with it at all or mm-hmm. avoiding it because it's awkward. Um, but I think there's a lot of resources, at least out there, that people have. Right, right. And it may be in churches and some, we might have the belief that, hey, Christians shouldn't do that. We're this false impression were perfect. Right. And if we would admit to depression or suicide, then we might be admitting that we're not. We're not perfect. We're not perfect, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that well, could be a difficulty. Yeah, we're defective in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I think this has become more of an issue since COVID. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That we talk about suicide prevention and those kinds of things. And early on when I was a pastor used to think don't ask anybody if they're thinking about suicide because I might put the thought into their head like trigger it trigger it right Mm -hmm. and then I went to a little bitty seminar on it and they said no no that's the exact opposite you should be asking Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I wasn't afraid to ask people 
hey, are you struggling with depression? You know, I wasn't afraid to say something. To say something. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times people feel so invisible. And so it's like if you can't even acknowledge that I might be struggling with depression, then it continues to perpetuate that thinking. Oh, I really am invisible. I'm struggling so much and they can't Mm -hmm. even see me. So being able to vocalize that you see someone, I think, makes a big difference. That, That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so. Uh, there have been times I've asked people, hey, uh, how depressed are you? Mm-hmm. And I try to get a handle on that. Yeah. Uh, scale of one to 10. Or do you sleep at night? Are you yeah. eating? You know, I'm just mm-hmm. trying to ask basic questions. Right. And trying to get a feel for that. To kind of gauge. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So just asking those questions. Have you thought about hurting yourself? Mm. That's a that's a hard question to ask. It's a little scary. It is. Because what yeah. if they say yes? Yeah, then you have to respond, right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you respond to someone who tells you that they're having those thoughts? Well, sometimes I have taken people to the emergency room. Okay. To the uh, Or to a clinic, and or I've got them in suggested they go see their family doctor Mm. so i've actually driven people to a medical clinic before because i I just get so concerned so i think that's one option yeah and um and there's an organization in our community called cahoots okay which is a good resource Mm -hmm. so they're kind of like the mental health yeah crises crises organization Mm -hmm. on wheels Mm -hmm. and they'll show up in their um They'll just drive over. Yeah, to de-escalate. Yeah, and they're trained at that, those kinds of things. Right. And they get funding from the uh, local government, and they provide that service throughout our community. Mm, Cool. But I don't think every community has that resource. No, they don't. (laughs) I've brought that up in other places when visiting, and people were like, I've never heard of that. (laughs) So I don't know where it got started. Maybe here. In Eugene, really. Yes, it did. And other communities have tried to copy cahoots. Wow. Because often the fire department or the police might have to respond to those calls. Right. But you know that may not be in their uh, in their name, training in their lane. yeah, yeah their lane. to and, know right. how to respond to that so they bring in cahoots who can respond well and spend a lot of time with people mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome yeah mm-hmm. i think one of the good things that we can always think about is we can always um try to help people get connected to those resources yeah and connected to some other people right mm-hmm. yeah and the church try and surround them yeah mm-hmm. and it seemed to me the church ought to be the place for that yeah right? <laughs> it ought to be the yeah. church is where the people are yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. it ought to be people in the church who are Responding to those who are hurting and and discouraged and depressed. Yeah, right, right. So what are some things, what are some practical things do you think we could look out for or warning signs in someone that might be struggling with suicidal thoughts? Oh, that's, that's a, that is a great question. Uh, I think when you ask and you get an answer, you know, that obviously is Mm -hmm. a sign. If they, uh, their behaviors just very different mm-hmm. there's a unusual. unusual tangible difference in their behavior and if you have any i'm going to call it spidey sense like mm. spider-man that hey something's off here it's better to ask mm, that's good yeah right mm-hmm. i mean if you know somebody well and then they're hey that's a little off they seem a little down and depressed mm-hmm. i think that's really um you speak up at that point right 
Yeah. No, that's good. That's yeah. good. I think lack of sleep is something you can ask people. You know, are you sleeping? Are you eating? Stuff yeah. stuff like that. Right. Yeah. No, those are good questions. And then if they say they're not doing any of those things, your next response is to point them to resources, mm-hmm. right? And point them to people. And sometimes it means getting behind your wheel and driving someone somewhere, <laughs> right? Very yeah. Much so, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And I always, so sometimes in churches, uh, referring people to counselors, sometimes that's used to be a stigma that we're not going to do that, mm-hmm. but I'm all for it. I, mm-hmm. I think I view counseling as discipleship, mm-hmm. so to speak. And if I can get people into a counselor, help that process, I'm quick to do that. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a good talking point. How do we destigmatize therapy as Christians? And why do you kind of think that that stigma is there? That's a good question. I think I think the stigma sometimes is that uh, Christians ought to be happy all the time, mm. and that's a myth. Yeah, it's true. Right. It I is. ought to be joyful, and I ought to be a certain way, and I'm not, so therefore, there's something wrong with me, mm-hmm. and that simply is not the case. I'm not happy all the time. Right. And if I go get therapy, people are going to think I'm- There's something wrong with there's me. There's something wrong with me. Hmm. Yeah. But- Maybe we all just say, hey, let's all go to therapy. That way it's. That's why it's normal. all destigmatized. Yeah. We all need therapy. We There's all need. actually a hoodie called, it says Jesus plus therapy on it. I should buy it <laughs> for myself. Yeah. But, right, like God puts resources on earth for mm-hmm. us to use in the same way that you're going to go to your doctor if you have some legitimate medical condition. Mm-hmm. Your mental health is a part of your health and that needs to be treated in a holistic way. Yeah, if I break my arm, I go to the doctor to have that. Right. Mended, right? right? So if my emotions are struggling, I go to the doctor for that. Right, exactly. Right? And no one's going to look at you crazy because you went and got a cast for your arm. Correct. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I like to use the word for Christians. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, counseling is like discipleship because that res- I hope that resonates with people. Yeah. Oh, we're just trying to spiritually grow. Mm-hmm. And this is helping me to make that progress, that spiritual growth. Right. Exactly. So if counseling is like discipleship, then we can kind of remove the stigma from it and treat it in the same way that you would with meeting up with a pastor or a small group leader and talking about your emotions with that person. Yeah. So that's why I often phrase it. Hey, let's get some discipleship. Yeah. It's, it's going to to a counselor who can help you in that particular area. That's awesome. I think that's really helpful to people. I I think so too. I think that's a good tidbit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I've rarely done, but it's happened to me a time or two, I'll ask people, this is pretty standard stuff. Hey, well, how are you going to hurt yourself and follow up with that question? Mm. And if they have a plan, then I'm like, oh, well, this is immediate. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I'm going to go home and uh, do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm... uh, you know, that's pretty well something that they're, they've thought about it and they're going to plan it. Mm-hmm. And then so intervention is really needed. Yeah, definitely. And do we have some kind of crisis response for people here at Grace Community? Well, what we try to do is quickly refer people to counseling okay. and get them the kind of help they need, whether that's cahoots, the hospital, their medical doctor or something like that. And then we do have people who are in that care ministry but we know that suicide is probably beyond most people's training so Mm. we're quick to refer people and even take them to those services no that's awesome that's really cool when i have people tell me oh i'm gonna go home and take a bottle of pills 
I go to their house with them and take away all the pills. Good. Yeah. Or, um, I had somebody, I asked them, well, do you have any guns in the house? Mm. And men are more likely to use firearms yeah. for suicide. Women more like, at least I've read, are pills. So I've actually taken firearms away from people mm. with their consent. Obviously, mm. it's, anyway, hey, maybe I should take that with me. Yeah. 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 Maybe you should. I, I don't think you need that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you need that. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. And then uh, I've given them back in a year or two later. Mm. You know, I just keep them for a, a year or two. Yeah. Wow. Well, well yeah. yeah. Just just to do that. Just to make sure. Just to yeah. make sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I don't want that. Better safe than sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, you brought up the men and women thing. And that book I was reading, they said that men are actually three times more likely to commit. And then women are three times more likely to attempt to commit. So I thought that was interesting statistic. What do you what? Why do you think it's like that? Well, it could be to be gruesome about it. When you're going to shoot yourself, it's more permanent than taking pills. Maybe mm. if men are more likely to use firearms, men are more likely to commit suicide overall. Three times more likely. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. so why do you think there's the gender? Gap? I don't know. What do you think? I think. Do you have an answer well, for yeah. That? I think there's a stigma. There's a stigma on mental health in general, but there's even more of a stigma for men to come forward with their emotions when mm-hmm. they're struggling with something. So, I think that is a big part of it. Is that they just don't feel comfortable, or they feel like they're going to be a burden to someone, or they don't feel like mm-hmm. people can carry the weight of their emotions. And that's just not true. If you're mm-hmm. watching, you should know that that's not true. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And it seems like to me, I curious what, what you think that uh um i think people your age talk about it far more than people my age yeah we do I, so i think it's maybe a little bit easier to talk about but yet it seems like people who are older usually are more likely to try to commit suicide am i correct with that mm, i didn't know that okay yeah i'm not sure but that is interesting and i wonder if it's from the weight of feeling like they don't have anyone to talk to and because they are older and they're carrying more. So that's mm-hmm. interesting. But I know youth suicides are always going up. They went down during COVID, which is, you would think it would have done the opposite, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that had to do with kids being like at home with their families more. But yeah, it's a scary thing. I think one of the things too that I was reading is that uh, one of the things that we can do for mm-hmm. people is to follow up mm-hmm. you have that conversation and you maybe pointed in them some resources but then follow up hey did you contact that counselor did you go to your mm-hmm. medical doctor right just that follow did up did you get that did you talk about that did you get that looked into or checked up on in the same way that you would ask somebody who has some other like physical mm-hmm. condition did you get that checked up on <laughs> and do the same thing concerning mental health yeah one of the yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. One of the things I try to, okay, this sounds like I'm tricking people, but, uh, well, let's go to your medical doctor. Maybe there's some medical things going on. Mm-hmm. If I can at least get them into a medical doctor, because they often have people fill out a questionnaire, questionnaire. Mm-hmm. and they say, well, I'm, I'm a concerned you're depressed. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about let, that. Let's talk about that. Yeah. But I got them in there thinking that, well, maybe there's a chemical thing going on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, maybe there is. I'll go see my, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like trying to get them in to see someone through the back door. See someone. Yeah. See someone. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's a wise tactic because your doctor is going to refer you to therapy anyway. So, ex- ex- and if you get it from your doctor, then you might be more likely to listen and yeah, yeah, that's good. And I think, 
maybe there are some people who are a little bit against taking antidepressant medication. Medication. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, uh, if it's helping you, let's let's do that. Mm-hmm. Let's not shy away from getting getting the help you need. Getting the help you need. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So in the church, it would seem like, hey, we want to have these conversations and make sure people feel safe to have those conversations. Yeah. And verbalize them in their community group or mm-hmm. with some other friend at church, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Please talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. There are people who want to listen. Ex- yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe I think you even said people don't want to be a burden, so they no. don't bring it up. Yeah. But they're not being a burden. You're not being a burden. Yeah. It would be more burdensome to lose you than to have you here talking with us about your emotions. Yeah. I found it interesting, and I think you read the same thing I did, that there are examples of suicide in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Do you remember who some of those were? Yeah. King Saul, who mm-hmm. fell on his own sword. Um, and then the guy that was in Absalom's army that was going against David, who was the... Zimri, I think Zimri, was his name. Yeah. I think. And then um, Judas, of course, it's the most famous one. And then it kind of juxtaposed Samson's death and said that that wasn't suicide. He died a heroic death in bringing down the pillars for his people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought that it was that that was interesting because we kind of gloss over those passages and don't really think about the parallel to today. But it's it's crazy. The Bible has everything in it and has an answer for us. So yeah, yeah. it was interesting. Yeah. To circle back to the kind of the, one of the questions, I think. Often I well they committed suicide they can't go to heaven, and and I would say well every sin is forgivable right is, is when Jesus died for you on the cross he and if he knows everything he knew that was he knew that was going to happen he knew that was going to yeah. happen right he covers a multitude of sin yeah and I think parents of children or others they need to be at least have that kind of comfort and consolation you need that, to find solace in that yeah, yeah it's not the that's not the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not the unforgivable sin. Yeah. Right. Yeah, good way to say that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, tough topic for today. Yeah. Any last closing thoughts about that? No, just if you're struggling with mental health, please reach out to somebody. Yep. And I agree. <laughs> Thank you for listening.